What you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. Right or wrong. Just what I was feeling at the time. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it is coming into the season. We said it was going to be the battle of LA, and you know, for the Western Conference Finals, the NBA title. So looking like that's what we're about to get. We're about to get the the Clippers and the you know, Lakers both got three one series lead. <laughs> so, um. Thank you for, uh, you know, we're going to get started. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Jive Time Turkey. I'm uh, A-Prince15, and uh, we have Jive Time Turkeys on your IG. This episode, I'm joined by... What's up, folks? <clears throat> Olu Starlife Daniels, Starlife on all streaming. I'm just streaming. On all social media. That's a pick. <laughs> What's that, it's Dre? Salon guy? Honestees.com. Oh, you weren't done? My bad. No, no. I, I just didn't expect it. You just came out of nowhere. I didn't have it on. The- <laughs> yeah, check. You know what I'm saying? Here with the turkeys. So, um, this evening has been a ton of sports. Uh, some sports have already wrapped up uh, in tennis, U.S. Open women's semifinals. Osaka came through with the uh, three-set victory against, uh, I, don't, I don't know her first name, but... Uh, Brady from the U.S. Um, so uh, Azarenka and Serena are about to start their match in the second. Um, yeah, NBA, the Lakers went up 3-1 over the Rockets. Um, we'll get that get to that in a second. Um, we had NHL, uh, I think the Western Conference Finals is tonight. Um, and then, of course, you know, football is back. Uh, the uh, Texans and Chiefs kicked off. They're about to go into halftime as we're doing this right now. Um, and the score, I'm waiting because they're about to kick a field goal as the time expires. Yep, so the score, uh, Kansas City's up 17-7 over the Texans. So um, we'll get to all of these. I first want to start off with the, uh, the we'll go with the women's tennis. So um, we got Serena about to play. She's still trying to uh, catch... Margaret Corp with 24 uh, major victories. Um, I mean, for me, I, what I've been seeing from her is just her, you know, to me showing why she's a, a, the goat of tennis. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue anybody down if they said made an argument for goat of all time, just because we haven't seen what she's done. And even now, like she's still one of the top, like, if she's in the draw, you're watching, and she's the favorite. Like, even after, shit, I don't know, 20 years, or close to 20 years, he's still at, and yeah, 20 years. She was, a, she, was a, she turned pro in 96, so we had looking as close to 25 years. And it's still, the question can be asked almost of every major that she enters, is it Serena or the field? And so, I, I hope, we talked about this, uh, me and Starlight talked about this earlier, yesterday actually I hope that we finally get the match we didn't get to see the first time and this is assuming Serena gets through the first time Serena and Osaka played because that was a hell of a match that was taking place um and we got robbed of it and so I hope this time if Serena does come through we get that same level of of high quality match 
What do you guys think? I definitely want to see it. Um, going back, I guess we have different views on that previous match. I don't like to say she was robbed of it. As much as as much as she was robbed, I think she robbed herself. Just because the her stature in the game and just uh, okay, so how I want to do. What I meant just, was I meant from the, the uh, Osaka's. Point. I, I wasn't talking about Serena being robbed. I was talking about us being able to like coordinate oh. Osaka on mm -hmm. the, like yo, you really be Serena. Nah, right, right, okay, I see what that came with it. So that was more so what I was talking about. Because <laughs> I was kind of mad at Serena, how she handled that in, in, in the moment. I think she let her emotions get the best of her at that time. I think it, it could have been, she should have been able to brush that off. She should have remained focused enough to where that shouldn't have bothered her. If it, regardless of whether the, uh, Car I can't remember his last name, Carlos, the, the line judge, that it was line judge. That line judge. The what, who's the guy in the chair? What is what, what is his his title? He's a ref for the umpire. I think one of those two terms. Because right. yeah. the ref was the one that came out the back and and and, and um, confirmed the default, I guess. But um, regardless if he was right or wrong, when she smashed her racket, I was kind of like Serena, like no, Serena, no, like, but. I thought you were about to say something, Dre. No, I am. What you got? No, go ahead. But, um, but yeah, so whether Osaka, uh, Naomi beats her or not, if we get that match, just to confirm whether, you know, her her place in, 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 in the sport, that would be nice to see. Definitely looking forward. Hopefully we get that. I agree with everything y'all both said. Um, only, I, I would give her more – I have more understanding when you look back on that moment. It was three things coming at her, right? It's coming at her. I'm chasing the record. That was post the child, right? Mm -hmm. Post baby. So I'm a new, I'm a new mother. First. That alone. Like, that alone. Like, yeah, that was it. Yeah, no matter – you know what I'm saying? That, that could be one thing alone. Like, I'm a mother, and that's – I'm a mother and I compete at this high level. So really four things. Dynamic of being a mother and competing at a high level. The ref, but also the acknowledgement of this is the future. So all that came crashing down in one moment where she thinks I'm going to keep running and keep my distance with this young, you know, this young woman that's obviously, like she was like what? In her teens, right? I mean, in the teenager years. Yeah, she's 22 now, right? So she was like, yeah. So it was like, I'm like I can imagine yeah. Serena saying like everything is just, not as planned, like everything. Like I fought this hard to get here. I'm playing a quote unquote newcomer. I got against this ref I have a history with. Some dicey calls have been made there. Again, I'm a mother. So I, it's not that I say, I mean, I think obviously we all agree that, you know, she should have handled it better, but I think how better, how much, you know what I'm saying? Like no balls were hit at anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like it was all self-contained per se. It was an outburst, but it's kind of like, if you were in those shoes, yeah, you would only commend that she had that much restraint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Not only the the Naomi being younger coming, it's like Naomi was out there hitting the fucking ball to that match. 
Like, it wasn't like Naomi was just in the match and Serena was – it was like part of the reason Serena was messing up in that match because when Naomi was putting her in those positions where, like, yo, Mm -hmm. you better hit this shot because you already know I'm coming back with some heat. So you better try for this winner because if you don't, I'm coming with it. And so I can imagine all of those things just coming down. And I think if you asked her, she would probably say she would have handled it differently. And so Mm -hmm. it's just like I want to see – because honestly, like, if they face off, I, I don't know who would win. Like, I, like Naomi may come out and beat her in straights, and then you'd be like, yep, okay, yep, Serena. I ain't going to go that far, my brother. Hey, okay, if you say straights, as long as you say, like, a full four, four, seven, five, you ain't going to be straights like, six, two, six, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll yeah, they're they going three sets. They're going three sets. They're going to the tape. Yes, when I say straight that. Straight sets, though, brother. Come on, my brother. She ain't going to be a one oh. I mean, look. I just watched you see it. a six four six four. I just watched like, it beat this. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It was it, it was two two or three three, and then Naomi was just like, you know what, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and raise my level. And so, like from what I seen with Serena, is that every time when she raises her level in that third set, every most other people can't match. I think Naomi can match. Oh yeah, but you said third set, but originally you said straight sets. Naomi, I'm like, whoa, that's a little just not disrespectful, but. Uh, encroachment. That's encroachment. <laughs> That's encroachment. I don't know, man. <laughs> straight, straight sets in the finals. Once again, we also got, but you also got, but you also got factor in. This is also her second time in the same scenario with with uh, Osaka. So it's not going to be catch me off guard. True. So I understand what's like. I know who you are now. Like it ain't no and doubt about it. It's me and you out here. You see what I'm saying? Like it's also her second chance as a champion. Yeah. You get that champion second chance. They're not going. I mean, it's it's going to take a lot to knock them out. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Straight sets kind of hurt my heart. Like, hold yeah. my brother. I would like for instance, this would be a true podcast if we had let you say that and not say nothing about it. We'd have been like, they like, they ain't real. They ain't, they ain't real. He ain't even check his man on that one. Like, you could have. You got like, if we gonna be John Child, we gotta be John Child. You just can't be saying on soccer too. Now that might happen, but that could be your first statement. But that was your over the statement. Like, hey man, don't be surprised if whoa, whoa. You know, so I say three sets. I, I, I got you. Yeah. Right now, uh, quick update, Serena's up 2-0 in the first, already broke as a ranker. Um, so, you know, we'll see, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, so we'll and he, Real quick, I mean, cut you off, but shout out to Azarenka, too, because she's a mom as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah so. Um, there was yeah. three moms in the final, this is the final four, the final eight, because Serena beat a mom her last match, too. Right. This is Serena's second consecutive match against her mom. Yeah, who was sometimes who was she just beat? Uh, was she German? I can't remember. Yeah, I think she's German. Okay. But like, okay. yeah, she had. Well, a, I know that's what's up. She was decent too. Yeah, it was a decent match. Mm-hmm. Is that the movie you were talking about when you like on the ropes? And I was like, mm, it ain't triple down. Match, she ain't down to triple match oh. point. Yeah, once she had a break back. Yeah, you got that break. Broke back and then it was like, damn, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> you, you jumped the gun. Now I'm like, cause I looked. I was like, hold on, oh, I got concern. I was like, oh, so the first set. Oh, she once she got that break, it's like, yeah, she ain't letting this up. Mm-mm. She got a mind right. Yeah, so that was a, um, that was a good little thing uh, with the moms and they, the mom segment they had, kind of highlighting each of them. Um, but next up, we'll go to basketball. Uh, as I said earlier, the Lakers won tonight, um, and so they're up 3-1. I think the series is done because uh, I think Vogel made the, the final the final checkmate move, and I don't know if 
I don't know if Dan Tony cares enough about Houston to make any more moves. <laughs> I, I think he might be out the door. So I don't know if he's even like, you know what, what we must spend this act burn the midnight owl for. Like, for what? I'm out of here. So I think that's done. The other Western Conference Finals um, is 3-1. I think it's done for another reason, though, because I don't think Denver has a has a dog on their team that, that they need in the fourth. What are you talking about? He made his national last night, baby. Said, give me the ball, man. Give me the ball. That's the problem. You don't give me the ball enough. I'm hyping it. I'm hyping it. I'm hyping it. Lose all the hype. All the hype. Yeah, I, I, hope, I do, but actually, I hope he do like they like somehow force him the ball, but they probably I don't know. I hope he gets to prove his point. That's all I'm saying. I do hope in the game five he gets to prove his point. I hope they so game four, whatever is like, coming up. He's going to see like, like I think he has a, a misguided view of it, and I understand what he's saying. But at the end of the day, like you not like I'm watching it. He's not aggressive with the ball, or he's like aggressive because. Shit, I don't know when I'm gonna shoot again, so I gotta I gotta take this swing. It's not like we need a bucket, it's getting tight, everybody getting tight. And so I'm gonna shoot the rock and I'm gonna get a good shot. Like they don't have anybody on the team. Like I hate to say it, but like they need a Jimmy Butler type. That's gonna be like, look, it's it's crunch time, give me the ball, I'm gonna get us a bucket, or I'm gonna get us a foul, or I'm gonna get us the best shot. Like yesterday I saw far too many passes where it was like if it was the third quarter, you just shot that shit. If it's the first quarter, you just shot it. If it's the fourth quarter, it's a little tight. You getting that lemon booty? Like oh, I don't want to shoot it. You know, they need a Jimmy or a Luca. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, yeah, even a Luca. They need somebody yeah. who, who had a, the balls to shoot the ball. The shooting, shooting the fourth, yeah. fourth quarter. And so like, I don't know, but they tired of you? They look a little tired of me. That, no, that that's scared. That's you don't think they weren't tired. That's nervousness. Tired? That's nervousness. Because if it was tired, like. <laughs> I think on defense, I, why I don't like what he said, because on defense, he's getting picked on. Like, they're going at him every time. So it's kind of like, yeah, you want the ball, but whatever you giving us, you giving it right back because. Uh, he's a young player. You, you, I mean, he yeah. Score, he score, he go play defense. He run down the court, he don't get the ball, he not going to play defense. And so, like, I noticed that before like in games two and three like yeah he score he get a bucket he trying to block shot he helping he may make a mistake like all right you should you help too early and you might have given up a three but he's trying he don't get the ball oh he's a turnstile on defense it's and funny so, dame was kind of like nah he's wrong and if you know you know <laughs> i mean just left it at that and it's kind of like i get it but I mean, I mean, it's the crucible of the playoffs. Like, you got to play on both ends of the floor, and even if the ball doesn't come your way, you still got to play on the other end. I mean, it's the playoffs. I, I can see what Fonz is saying. Only, not only, but in addition to that, it's like the context of his, his, his getting to this point. Like, why am I here? Why do you want me here to do this? Am I, I feel like I'm static. My bad. But um, you brought me here to do this. I fought, struggled to get to this point. It's game time, and it's like y'all know y'all can't do with this y'all too. Like it's obvious, especially y'all run through everything through Jokovic. I I like that. It's fun to see. But in terms of beating other teams with that later in the playoffs, like that ain't really gonna do it. That's not gonna cut it. Him holding the ball and everybody running around him was like that's. I mean, you know, I'm sideline guy, but to me, I look like that's their number one option. That's their offense, though. 
That, that's what I'm saying. Is that an offer that sounds like you're going to beat somebody in, like, in the finals of either the conference or the finals? That offense? That's and I, but you know who they're missing? Who? Their dog? Will Barton. I mean, I, they missing him more. And so, like, that's the bucket getter. The thing of it is, like, in these games, like, there are points, there are inflections that are on, they are right there on the precipice of delivering a knockout blow to the Clippers. And so for me, like, I didn't mind as much as what he said because, yeah, they're seeking them out, and, yeah, they might be getting buckets, but, like, even in that game four, yeah, game four, because in game four, like, the fourth quarter wasn't, like, the Clippers just scoring a bunch of buckets. Mm-hmm. I thought it would come back. The way we had the energy for a while, then they had to hit a wall. That's why I thought they were kind of tired. But they came it back with the energy. It was like, in a, huh? Or well, maybe it was late in the third. It was, it was like the Clippers. They, they kind of. Who, who was the. Who, who was the um, commentators last night? Oh, no. It wasn't Chris Webber. Last night was. Um, it was. Uh, it was Mark Jackson. Was it Mark Jackson and. Um, uh, Jones, Mark Jones. Gundy. Oh, Gundy. Gundy had the Gundy early. Gundy wasn't there. It was, it was just two games. Okay. Like, hmm. okay. Van Gundy had the early game. Oh, okay. Mark Jones and, and Mark Jackson. And he, he made a point. He made two points. One going back to Michael Porter. It's like, he doesn't have... Uh, my fault, Clyde Hilaire. He, yeah, he's having a good um, debut. Yeah, but um, he made a point, Michael Porter Jr. He's his body type isn't made for perimeter defense. He doesn't like get down in in in, in the stand. He's not six ten and and lanky. He's not really that 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 defender. So their their perimeter guys can kind of you know shake and bake them and 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 get at them. That was one point. Another point he made: the Clippers weren't making their shots. But they tighten up on defense. Like the end of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter, they just tighten the screws. Like, okay, it's like the Clippers, they don't they, – they, they play too – I don't want to even say loosey-goosey. They just – they don't play as focused as they should. I, I think they play down to their competition. I think the next round, what we're looking for in the next round, I think they're going to play differently. I think it's going to be, all right, they focus from the jump. Because I don't – because the team, because the Lakers, they're going to be the same way. I mean, because this is what we've been looking for. It's, I think just from jump ball game one, it's just it's going to be on. Because this is what we've been looking for. So, and, and, and in saying that, it's like okay, they they weren't making their shots, but Denver once the Clippers start playing that that defense that that we believe that they can play, they don't really is. Because even if, like, okay, Michael Porter, yeah, we could have swung you the ball, but it's like, bro, these guys are, like, out here playing. Like, I mean, we, look but, what they did with Jamal Murray. I mean, Jamal Murray, except for, what, game two? But he looks scared. He's been neutralized. I mean, he's gone from 32 he's points a game to 17 points a game. You got it. You got out For me, I'd feel better if he took it to the hole and he was getting his shit smacked. Yo, because he's aggressive. But he's mm-hmm. up shots. Vukovic is passing up shots. They're, yeah. they're paying hot potato with the ball. And so I, I don't get mad at somebody who's like, well, fuck it. Don't nobody else. Give me the ball. I'll shoot it. I can see that. If I got to go to the, I gotta go to the media to get that out there, because I don't think this is the first time Michael Porter said some shit like that. Like, 
he's probably said that shit in the locker room. He, he's probably been saying that. And you know what? That's the thing. I think that rubs a lot of people wrong. That's something you keep in the locker room. You don't really put that in the media. But here's another thing about that. His father in there with him too, ain't he? And his father with him? Mm-hmm. He probably, he know the game. Like, look, they don't just say this stuff. He probably, I'm sure, I mean, his father's there. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, yeah, like your father's there with you in the bubble. Y'all going over tape. You doing all this work, extra work, and getting nighttime lessons. And you don't get to, it's like, what are they gonna do? Fire you? Like you saying? Like there's, there's no real repercussion stuff for team chemistry that you're gonna sacrifice. But you put out there in public, it's sometimes added pressure. Whether he was venting or not, I I see it. I just Man, I just want I just want to see him prove it. So I, could, I don't think that's the first time he said that. I just think that like he said that in the locker room, the locker room, and he's finally like, fuck it. Well, I'm gonna say it out loud because being in the locker room, standing in the locker room, don't really get me nothing. So we'll see what everybody else thinks. And again. I mean, plus y'all down three one. Like y'all want him not to say something like that. Like you need uh, something. Like after what we just saw, where it was like, I get the Clippers stepped the defense up. I totally get that. But like we saw in game two, the Clippers stepped the defense up to try to come back, and they came back for a bit. But then you started to shift. Like you weren't scared then. Was that because you had like a ten point lead? Like that. That's the they, were playing, they were playing with house money at that point. You playing with house money, so you feel free. Nah, man, you got to play with that all the time. Because honestly, no one expects you to get past this round anyway. So you should have been playing with house money from jump. Um, they still are a young team. Their main players, I mean, except for Millsap and Barton's not playing. Everybody else is really young guys. And well, even Jerry Grant, Clyde Hilaire. This their third year in the, in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. At some point, yeah. we got to – last year you lost a game seven at home to Portland in the second round. We talk about teams leveling up, making jumps. What's their level up? Like, what's – they? Porter was supposed to be that level up piece. And now you're neutralizing with, with Will Barton, I did it. They're just not – they're not whole – I mean – I don't know how much of a difference he makes in the series, but he makes a difference. No, I feel you. I mean, for one, he probably allows allows Michael Porter to not have to guard so much on the perimeter because mm-hmm. uh, he's a perimeter defender. So Porter, you could go be six ten in the post. Whereas that him, because I think something with his back is not. I think that's a mental thing. I don't think he's ever going to get in that stance to play defense. Because I don't even know what. Like, I just imagine if you got some shit with your back, like mentally, you're not going. Mm-mm. Like, and he's taking those falls to the floor in stride, though. I mean, hopping up and I think that's that's a little. I, I think it's a difference in mentality when you're going for and trying to get a rebound or you're going to the bucket on offense, whereas mm-hmm. sitting down in the stance on defense and applying that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, over in the Eastern Conference, uh, we got a game seven tomorrow: Boston versus Toronto. Um, I saw some chatter like people think Toronto is going to win because Boston should have ended in game six. And I'm like, did y'all not watch the game? Like, Boston didn't give that game away. They tried. Huh? I didn't watch the game. I was asleep. Yeah. I, I, woke up, I, I think I woke up like the last procession. I, it, 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 I, was, I was dead tired. I, I didn't see the game. Yeah, so it was like I watched it and Boston – like, didn't so much lose the game as Toronto was just like, yo, we're not going home today. Like, to not mm-hmm. today. 
we're not going home today. And so like with that, one, I'm not sure that that Toronto can sustain that type of like energy, like get upness. Mm-hmm. And then two, like I think Toronto's like old old memories will come flooding back. Like hey, the, refs, the refs had a lot helped them a lot too down the stretch. They're yeah. still champions, y'all. Like I dig it. But they all they all champions. Like they champions. Like don't you say old but you said old without like the heartbeat of that championship. And they made it to, they pushed the game seven. It was down oh two. Our man hit a miracle shot. And you know they fighting back. You brought this up in the production meeting, like I'm just saying, I don't see how like I don't see how you could look what's going on and then say they're gonna lay down in game seven. I didn't say No, no, no. Not to say they lay down, but I think they I think they're overmatched. I Boston is a better team. I think I think last the, the last three games last three games, not the last three games, but definitely the ones, the, the ones that they've won have shown that their heart, shown their spirit. But when it comes down to game seven, I think I think the NBA I don't say the NBA. I don't I don't wanna Yeah, the NBA definitely wants but the, the and, and and I can't really say because I didn't see it, but this is secondhand information. It's like this is not the series that 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 they want to enter. This is the game seven series right here. If they if if any series, this is the one right here, just because they are the champs, and it's like <laughs> they, they they're going to get as much help as that as as they can. As they can without it looking a certain type oh, of way. How much help would they have gotten if dude would have missed that shot? I don't know. I didn't watch the thing. I didn't... Oh, well, no, well, no, see, no, you're, going back, about... you're going back to. But, but I'm saying, like, I get what, yeah, I'm getting what you're I mean, saying. But once that happens, it's like, okay, well, and then they win. So they, they win game four. Game five. Boston comes out and crushes them in game five. And then game six is, game game four. Four is a double four, thriller. And you put all that together and you say, boss, I mean, Toronto has the momentum. I just think, I think they, I think what they have, we can't discount and apply it to Boston when Boston has improved what they've already proven. Like to me, in terms of like what you have in the bank, right? To me, the Raptors have made more deposits in the bank than the, the Celtics have. So, like the Celtics haven't been in a situation like this and they've overachieved and got to the next level. That's something that the Raptors have recently done, and actually, uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. The the Celtics have done this. They have. I mean, let's not forget without Kyrie and got to the conference finals, and was in seven against LeBron. I'm with you, but what I'm saying is, let's not forget that the Raptors, them being champions, is one. The Philly series. I mean, Kawhi hit a shot where we get four bounces. I mean, the ball bounces a different way. They don't even make it to the finals. And then we get to the finals, and we don't have not only a Kevin Durant injury, then we have a Clay Thompson injury. It's like, okay, yeah, y'all have no choice but to be a champion. I agree with everything you're saying. But what I'm saying, but imagine if you're on the receiving end of all those quote-unquote blessings. You know Mm -hmm. all you got to do is next possession. Next okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's why the series so, is tied now. I'm not taking going to lose in the, the second overtime. I'm like, damn, they, they got down early in the second the overtime. And they was like, nah, just next possession. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's different mentality. To me, it's a different mentality of it's just next possession. Because all we need is 0.5 seconds 
and we could turn our game around. I'm just that's a different that's just a different mental space that's, that's than that. someone who was up three one and like or and like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just that's a I, so dig it. I hear you, but they've already they had that mentality. Like they lost to LeBron when LeBron hit a fucking runner off the glass. You know what happened to possession before that? The Raptors hit a shot to tie the damn game. They've always had that feisty mentality. The only right. difference between last year and all those other years was a guy named Kawhi Leonard. And but that's just, for me, that's just more fuel for them to prove who they are. Like I get what you're saying, but I'm saying if you take the energy and avert it in a positive manner, you can use everything you're saying towards the positive. That's to the, the huh? They're not that. They're not better talently than Boston. But but they they push it to a game seven, bro. They were down 0-2 with 0.5 seconds left. That's what I'm saying. I get everything you're saying, but my counter is yet they're here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there's no real argument. I'm just saying everything you're saying is absolutely correct. But my rejoinder is, and yet they push to a game seven, and they got now it's now a zero zero. And that's why we play the game. That's why yeah. the game play. I mean, it, that's why they say get up. I'm not going that far tonight. Be peaceful tonight, West. <laughs> so. Ask a question before mm-hmm. we go to the next topic. If 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 y'all are done with that one, you had anything else to say about that? Mm-hmm. I was listening to Brian Mitchell's show today. There was a question was asked: Who would you take, John Wall or Kyle Lowry? John Wall. John Wall. Okay. So Brian was saying Kyle Lowry because, and it, 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 I think. It was he was hyping up Kyle. He was placing him where he should be. Like he's an all star. He's 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 gone through the gauntlet and a champion, and he's there now. But John Wall still take him. He was like, well, and then he started to get on the Wizards. Where the Wizards they got to make out the first round. They got to do something. I'm saying anything like, wait a minute. And then they started. Callers were calling in because the was this the. Callers were calling in, and they were getting down on the Wizards. And they were like, ever since the Wizards – did the Wizards sweep them that year, or was it a five? It was four games? It, it was either four or five, but it was – Where they got them out of there. But the Wizards haven't lost in the first round since they lost to LeBron now. I mean, the Wizards, I mean, consistently, when they get to the playoffs, I'm not going to say they have – in that perennial playoff pink team, in the John Wall Bradley Bill, but they get to the second round, and I mean, they were, they went to a game seven against the Boston Celtics, where they should have went to the conference championship. But uh, I'm about to say Brad Stevens, but no, Brad Stevens was on the <laughs> Scott Brooks uh, played these guys into the ground. But then they were trying to get on, they would actually get on John Wall saying, oh, him scoring 30 points, 30 points and 12 assists. Well, maybe if you bring down the 30 points and bring those assists up, maybe they win. But it's like, I won't, I won't they only said they could lose. On my way to, like, do we not forget Otto Porter? <laughs> I mean, how many shots did Otto Porter pass up to where it's like, John Wall has to go get those points? And like, and now the biggest Otto Porter fan in the world it was like, no, Otto, you got to shoot some of them fucking shots. Like, come on. Get them shots up, and it's just like it's just it's almost like they're prisoners of the moment. Like they really forget how good John yeah. Wall is and how yeah. injured, and and then they're looking at okay, Bradley Beal's ascension and how good he is now. But it's like he wasn't this good in the Atlanta series. He wasn't this good. I mean, Bradley Beal missed a shot game two or three, was it that 
the Wizards should have won. It shouldn't even gone to seven games, honestly, because the Wizards gave away a game. We could say Brad was injured, but he missed like a ten foot shot, and it was like, bruh, you know what I mean? So I just wanted to just wanted to highlight that not to poke holes at Brian Mitchell being a football guy, and it's kind of the football guys when they talk about basketball, it's kind of they look at it from a football point. But Shannon Sharp does this a lot too, and it's kind of like, wait a minute chill, you know what I mean? And I have my reservations of Shannon Shop as well because <laughs> because when he be talking about this wee stuff <laughs> Mr. James is kind of like It is a wee. It's, it's, we, we all witnesses, Olu. We every time. I'm just like. No, no, no. He's like we as he plays for the Lakers. Like he gets I understand. Real. Come on now. So I know. I know. It ain't that. I know. Right, it's, it's, he's at a different level. He's at a different level. <laughs> But um, definitely, when you said that he wanted, he would have chosen Kyle Lowry. In my mind, I was thinking because Kyle Lowry plays basketball like a football player. Mm-hmm. He plays like you would think if you were just watching in the gym, you'd be like, which one of these ten players could also play football when they leave the gym? Oh, Kyle Lowry. He's a classic. He's been, he's been like that since yeah. Villanova. You said what? I said he's been like that since Villanova. Just yeah. that. That type of football. I'm just low and stocky, like. I, I often wonder, what did he do in his youth? Did he play football? Because he looks like one of those stocky running backs. You give him the ball, he gets you three yards every time. He ain't go. He ain't go go for. He might go for twenty once. He ain't go. He ain't no burner. But you need two yards. He gets you two yards where a hole ain't there. He just go run up in there and get you two yards. And he, he played. I think like, he probably had a season where he was getting them extended, extended runs though. Yeah, one year like with the where it was like a balance because he was either the biggest or the. Like, it was like one of those years where, like, before they caught up to him, <laughs> and he was crushing. Those pop one of the years, like, oh, your birthday is in August? Oh, you got to play with the younger home. Yeah, yeah, one of them seasons. At least two what? of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of them, he was running over that off. Nah, so, I mean, I often think of, uh, I, I think of that when I hear the football, some football players commentate, because it's like, it, it's totally, it's a totally different thing. And I would choose John Wall just because he's he's taller and I know Kyle already wants to but, like, John Wall is, is kind of fanatical about it. And we don't hear it as much because the Wizards kind of suck. Mm-hmm. From day one, in his recruitment to Kentucky, like, his high school coach, coach, his high school coach, coach told Kyle, look, you bring him there, you better make sure you have some dogs. Because if you don't, he's going to be a problem. Not mm-hmm. because he want to do his own, but, like, if they're not out there trying to win, he ain't going to pass them the ball. And so I think sometimes that blends into his Wizards thing where, like like you said, Otto, you're not shooting the ball? All right, well, you just going to stop getting it. I, like, mm-hmm. I don't care if your man come off you. I don't care. And for me, I don't mind that because he's fucking 6'6". Six, six. He, he used to be able to jump out the gym, and he had end-to-end speed like no other. 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, right, 6'4". That game would have ended in regulation had he been on the team. But I mean, they, they wouldn't have gone to double O. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have gone to double OT last night if he was on the Raptors. That game would have been over in, in regulation. They were missing too many closing shots. And then I was like, that's why I thought I really got concerned in the second overtime when Boston went up. Cause I was like, okay, they finally, you know, pushed their ledge over because they kept blowing. They blow. They blew two to me two chances to close the game out in regulation and the first overtime. And I was just to me it was because they, I don't know, they was everybody was missing. But I'm a sideline guy, and I understand they, it's a high-level pressure situation. Yeah, yeah, disclaimer. 
No, nah, they should be fucking making it. I don't want to, like, that's what you do. You're, you're in a high-level pressure situation. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make the shit. Like, I mean, and, and what I hope people remember is that when I talk about all these professional athletes, I'm talking about them in comparison to other professional athletes. Like, I'm not talking about them in comparison to, like, Joe Smell on the street or Sunday morning hoops and shit. It's like, so when I say they're, like, nah, that was, they, they, they bad, they're terrible, that's against other professionals. I am fully aware that, like, <laughs> I'm not stepping in the ring the, on the field, football field, basketball court. Like, that's no, 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 no. I've already done those things in my youth. Remember when we fucking played Lamont Jordan in flag football or flag football? That wasn't fair. None of that was fair. Every time I had one of players, it wasn't fair. Well, it wasn't for me, for my stature. We had team. We had, you know, like people who can go, like you know, Sam and the other people that can go. Personally, it was like no. And Lou, my man Lou, shut him down anytime. You know, what I'm saying deep routes all day. Let's get blocked down. You know what I'm saying no, no question. Andre was typically on the sideline watching and observing those games because it was like this is not why. I'm like, nah, I'm not competing against this. I'm Thirty years old, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah but uh, it's definitely a different level. And then the last Eastern Conference series is the one that's over. <laughs> the Heat gave a nice gentleman sweep to the to the Bucks, got him about here in five. Um, you know, Giannis didn't play in game five. Personally, don't think that would have mattered too much. Um, and now we start the year-plus rumor mill of will Giannis stay, will Giannis go, will they make a trade, um, I'm actually laughing because I think if they trade for Chris Paul, like, I think it's going to fucking ruin their shit. And I think Giannis was, is still going to go. I, th- I think, like, as someone said, he said he, he said he wouldn't ask for a trade, but he didn't say he was staying. He said he so. And my problem with how everybody's taking the quote is every NBA team has a wall, right? Some people's walls are just fucking easier to go through than others. And so, like, for me, He's doing the Dame approach, and it's like, as I said this before in, the, in our production meeting, I think Portland loves Dame more than Milwaukee loves Giannis. And so for Dame, I can understand why he would stay, because I, I truly feel like I've been out to Portland. Like, he's on fucking Boys and Girls Club. Like, I really feel like they love him. For Giannis, in Milwaukee, I don't feel like they fucking love the Bucks as a team. And so I don't even feel like they love Giannis as well. And so for me, it's like you talking about staying for a city that don't really, I mean, don't really fuck with you. So I could get him not saying I want to leave right now, but I do think he's already mapping out plans because what moves do they have to make? I can't think of any moves that are instant where it's like, yo, the Bucks do this. It's it's going to be like, it's looking like they chose wrong in a couple of areas, namely Eric Bledsoe over Malcolm Brockton. Seems like they chose wrong there. Um, and so now like, you know, they got Lopez, but they, they're really stuck where Robin Lopez, that was another free agent signing. Right. He, he did all right. right. Yeah, okay. And so, I mean, I don't know what major moves they could make that we're going to be like, you know what? That is the one that that puts them in the Eastern Conference final. We can't even say the finals no more because we, we came into this season talking about they was going to get to the finals. And they didn't even make the Eastern Conference finals. 
So I think no, whatever move they make, it's got to be a cap of the Eastern Conference Finals. Like I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, the Bucks are Finals favorites. Mm-hmm. I think the Chris Paul – I think trading for Chris Paul, I think that will make a big difference because I think he's better than Eric Bledsoe. He's, he'd be bigger in pressing situations than Eric Bledsoe. And he's a leader. I don't I, – I think as good as Giannis is, I don't think he's really – a leader on that team. He doesn't he doesn't strike me as the leader of the team. He's the best player, but he's not he doesn't lead them. And I think that takes pressure off of Middleton as well, having if Giannis is being neutralized, if he's not having a good game to be that league guy. Chris Chris Paul can do it. And just his basketball IQ just is off the charts. I think him compare, compare him to Eric Bressel and Eric Bressel at one point was Chris Paul's understudy. It's just like, nah, Chris Paul is still I mean, I mean, we've seen, I mean, without Chris Paul, Oklahoma City doesn't make the playoff. They they're not the fifth fifth seed in, in the West, like at all. Like so I I think I think the East we don't know what Philly's gonna be. Because we don't know who's going to be their coach and what move they make. What we don't know where Indiana's going to be, who's going to be the coach and what moves that they're going to make. Mm-hmm. Boston, Boston's going to be Boston. Boston's still going to be there. Toronto, I mean, are they going to be as good as they are this season, next season? Fred Van Vliet is a free agent, or about to be. Fred Vliet is a free agent. I mean, he's a big part of that team. The Brooklyn Nets. I mean, they're wild card. I mean, but they, yeah. Steve Nash is going to be coach. He's never been a coach before, but they still have KD and Kyrie. I mean, in the Eastern Conference, as much as head cases as some people like to make them out to be, <laughs> they still the talent is still like top notch. I mean, uh, the Wizards. I mean, I'm. Who knows what they're going to be? Who knows how John Wall comes back? Who knows what moves will be made? How better Bradley Bill is? I mean, just like people like to look at Kyrie and KD like that. People like to look at the Wizards. Like, I mean, it's the Wizards. I mean, but I don't know. I think there's going to be a, a, a tide change for Washington sports coming up, me personally, <laughs> across, across the spectrum. But that's just me. The Atlanta Hawks, who knows what strides they're going to make. The Orlando Magic. I'm not going to say the Knicks. I'm not going to say the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we still have a draft to come. Who knows? I mean, what do the Warriors do with their pick? I mean, that that can change the Eastern Conference. I mean, we don't know. So, it's just like. When we coming back, the Milwaukee Bucks, they need to get Chris Paul. <laughs> I, I, I really think, I, when I saw that, even early in the season, it was just, there were rumors. I mean, like, they look at Chris Paul. Like, yeah, I, I think he, him in Philly, I mean, Milwaukee or Philly, because Philly's rumored to have interest in him as well. And it's like, 
Chris Paul would make a difference on any team he goes to, me personally. I know some people like <laughs> Mr. Prince, who <laughs> likes to twist his nose up at Chris Paul, but I will not. I mean, he's still, I mean, in all time, he's definitely a top 10 point guard. Maybe a top five point guard. I mean, just as far as IQ and scoring ability and playmaking. So I don't know. He's, he's a he better get a job when he retire. If oh he, yeah. If, if he wants it, he, he definitely should. Without any experience, he's been coaching since he got in the league. See, and and that's the thing with. If we want to talk about Steve Nash, no, we we that, we was gonna get there because there's a, I got yeah. So you go right on to that. He's been coaching since he got in the league. I, I mean, some people are like, oh well, I've had conversations with people. I don't think he was the leader of the Phoenix Suns. Like, are you serious? He definitely was like, he got that rah rah in your face and type of. He's not that Chris Paul, you know that has that bulldog mentality, but he's definitely, yeah, was the leader, and he was the engine of those seven seconds or less uh, sons. They got off the bench ready to fight for this motherfucker. He was definitely the heartbeat of that team. That's why they didn't go to the finals. And people were like, well, they didn't make the finals. Like, uh, if Boris Diaw doesn't step two feet, step two feet less, they're in the finals. Like, he only did that. He wouldn't do that if that was a motherfucker he hated. <laughs> like, he didn't hate the Spurs that much because he went to play for him afterwards. So the only reason him and Amari got up off the bench is because they felt that was their leader. That was their man's. And you're not going to rough up our man's like that. And so, like, again, the thing for me, and I will say this, I know we in our production means I was, you know, against the, the framework about it. I listened to Stephen A's uh, – I guess first take when they put on IG about it. And so for me, when he said that he wasn't looking at, he was looking at Steve Nash as like part of the larger system. And, you know, before y'all make your face or say anything, I understand that y'all probably have said the same thing too. But for me, he was like, like my thing wasn't about them. It was about the larger system. And so my, I've always wanted to say like, let's not focus on the Steve Nash and the Nets because I believe that one is a, explainable exception. For me, the bigger things are what happens in Chicago, what happens in Indiana, what happens in uh, OKC, right? Those are more jobs where it's like, those are the system. Like you can't, you, a Hall of Fame point guard is always going to get moved to the front of the line if they want to coach. Because, and I, I, there was a picture of it too. Like there was like five lists of point guards who are all worse than Steve Nash who got jobs who got jobs like Steve Field, Mark Jackson was on there, Derek Fish was on there, Steve Kerr, and two other people that I can't remember right now. And so for me, other the lower jobs, the Chicago job, where uh, Billy Donovan is rumored to go there after walking away from OKC. That's, we should be talking about that. That's the fucked up piece. Steve Nash going to the Nets, working with two mercurial players who are iffy, who, look, he worked with KD, and so Kyrie as well. And so I think that one, yes, it is the product of a bad system. But I felt too much energy was pushed to that 
when we still got Chicago's job opening, Indiana's job opening, OKC jobs opening. And those are the jobs I think should be pushed to fight more. So for me, that's, that was kind of my, my thing on it. Like, all right, we were talking about the system now, but now let's talk about these other jobs below that next one, um, which I think is a, a special case in the, by itself. I have a question, but if we want to welcome Mr. Greasy in, if he wants to announce himself. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm, I was just listening. That was some good dialogue going on. Before I know Dre has something to say, but I just want to question because the, the the narrative is white coaches get these job these these jobs with ready made teams, ready made for championships. I really don't recall the teams or the coaches that got. It. I, mean, I don't really look at Steve Kerr as that because I don't think the Warriors were ready made. I, I mean, they were a playoff team, but I, they. Coming into that year, I don't think people were saying, "Oh, they, their championship, their championship caliber team." That was hindsight because Charles Barkley that entire year said a jump shooting team would never win a championship. So that Steve Kerr came to a ready-made team was all hindsight. And then once they took off, everybody was like, "Oh, Steve, Mark Jackson built them," and that's true. Mark Jackson gave them the defensive principles, but mm -hmm. offensively, Mark Jackson put the handcuffs on them. I don't think we can debate that. I'm just, I just, I, I, I mean, the one coach that I could say sitting here, like, okay, he got a ready-made team, maybe Phil Jackson. Yeah. But even with that, the year before with Dale Harris, the Lakers weren't. I mean, they were good. They were a playoff team, but they weren't. Even even when Phil Jackson came, it still was moves that had to be made. I mean, Eddie Jones had to be jettisoned. Nick Van Exel. Okay. I mean, it, it, it yeah. was, Michael it Jordan was, and Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman aside, Phil still had six rings. That right, was his first jobs. So that, that's how I was oranges. To that because he had the good – I mean, we've seen it. That wasn't his first job, obviously. You know what I mean? So I, I, I just – who are these white coaches that got these jobs where we could be – where we could see him like, oh, they got a ready-made team. Like, that's why when Byron Scott's – his 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 take on like, – who? Ooh, Brooks. When he went to Oklahoma? They, they no. They were not. Scott, no, Scott no, I'm saying, what was, the team, what, was the, what was the team makeup? I'm asking, who was the team makeup? Who's on the roster? They were They were not. I get what you're saying. All three of them were on the roster, but they were not expected to be a finals team that year. I, I, I don't think. Well, when we say ready. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Huh? I just, who was the coach for Scott, Scott Brooks? I thought he was there before both Westbrook and Harden. I don't know because in Seattle, I they, they brought him for that. The yeah. coach. Yeah. They the brought coach? Scott. First coach. I don't know, but I know they brought Scott Brooks to push him over the hump. Like he was supposed to be the one to carry him to the promised land. Really? And so my, I mean, that's how that's how that's how I perceive from the timeline. I'm gonna let Shannon go first. If you got a comment on this. But was he a first time coach? I mean, no, but that's but it, it was talking about. That's what, I'm gonna let Shannon go first. Yeah, I'm no, I mean, P already already covered it. It's uh, it's the it's the totality. It's the system that's the problem. It's you know the league is mostly black. It's black assistants up and down the uh, sideline. So is uh, on the I mean on the bench. 
But then when it comes to being a head coach, there's only five of us and there's 30 teams. So it's like, what's the catch? Okay, I got something for that. Uh, Drake. Go no, no, go, go, go with what he's saying. I might take us in a different direction. I mean, you know what I'm going to say, going to take us in a different direction. So we might as well drive there first. Okay. So my question is, do we think that some of these assistant coaches are turning down these jobs? Because I personally think Sam Cassell is turning down jobs. And I don't think he's publicly saying it, but I do think – Do you think – I'm sorry, I got it pretty good right here with the Clippers. I don't need to go give myself another headache to prove how good of a coach I am. My shit is cemented. The fucking Wizards will – the Wizards will want me back in a heartbeat. And so I do think some of it might be some people saying, you know what, I've been a player. I know that's a bad situation in Sacramento, for example. Mm-hmm. Before John Moran got to Memphis. Memphis was a terrible situation. So mm-hmm. I think we're talking about Darwin Ham, we're talking about mm-hmm. Sam Cassell. I think they're looking around like, you know what? I don't need to be a head coach that bad. So to that point, so to me, so to me, everything's connected. Everything that we're talking about is connected. So to me, there's no real, there's nothing that's wrong. It's just how you perceive it. To me, and like I said, everything's connected. So when you say that there's people, someone like a Sam, a Sam Cassell's caliber is letting offers go. He, we don't know. We're just hypothetical. Right. He's letting opportunities go because they're not pristine or they're not – it's a lot of work. That's hand-in-hand hand with the problem because I doubt that he would turn down the next job. Like, I mean, we're all wondering about hypothetical, but can we agree amongst us the chance of him turning down the next job is quite low compared to Sacramento Kings, right? Right. He would probably throw his name in that. And that's the problem is that like you said, when you you're opening the segue was we can push the Nash thing to the side because that's a different, that's an outlier that we perceive as an outlier. We should focus on these harder jobs, essentially, like the reconstruction jobs. And the point is, we've all, the ones we've been given, once we get to crack that level, you're, mm-hmm. we're fighting the few of us who is only five of the 30. The, the jobs that we fight for are those jobs that are the ones of reconstruction. So when you exclude it, from the reconstruction, it appears like, oh no, you got these jobs going. Like, well, we deserve that too. And why don't we get a shot at the good shit? When you got to, and when my like Scott Brooks was, when you have three all stars, and it's not, you need me to bring in an all star by chance, by chance. This is based off an example, but you need me to bring in an all star to retain one. And it's my job to use that one I have, build a team around him to make that a viable product. But when typically, if I get a person of a white coach, if he comes in, we know folks are getting moved. Is this a different, a treat, is this, maybe just be on the sideline, but it means a black head coach in the basketball feels like a black quarterback in the NFL. Hey, if you come in here, you can get the job, but you're going to have to do what we got. Like, we got some pots in the back. You're not going to give me the high-quality utensils and the good-cut meat and to make it a sound product. You're going to make me do all these things. I'm doing all these things, and when I bring it to a level of where it's now in a tier of, that's a nice little product, you bring in a white coach. And so when you say Sam Cassell will reject a job that he knows is shit, it's because Sam Cassell knows the only jobs he can get are typically shit. But it's like, why can't he get off of the Nets? And that's my thing. I'm not saying Nash don't deserve it, but it's like, and also another thing is like the climate. Like it's one thing if it was hopefully 2040, we've moved past this hump, hump, I get it. But and all I'm saying is if we're doing all this beating up on drums and painting the, 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 the courts, and we got ads, and we got Issa Rae promoting the games. Like, why is Issa Rae promoting games? I love it, but it's like, you're obviously trying to get black folks to watch this. So to me, it just seems completely tone deaf when you just have a guy not only skip the line, but skip the line to a gym 
And you say, well, because he can relate with these mercurial players. A million humans can relate to these mercurial players. Mm-hmm. You just pick a Gemini. But I dig it. Alphas, I dig it. But, but when you say no, you're saying as if only Steve Nash in the litany of basketball grace. I can give you credit. If I give you Craig Hodges' resume compared to Steve Nash's and added the fact that one, he played with Jordan and then he coached Kobe, it's like, how are you going to top that? His hand's a better hand, but his hand's not a better hand for the system. And I get it. And that's the problem. If you can have folks with a better hand and like, yeah, it don't really match. You want a three-ball shooter who coached two Giants no, and played on championship teams. That, that, it you're going it down mm-hmm. to like, I, again, this is why I said the Nets was a special job. Like, KD and Kyrie are two different people. They're not you can't put them and say, okay, yes, look at this Craig Hodges hand and look at Steve Nash. Because in KD's eyes, he's going to look at it as, I've worked with Steve Nash. Steve Nash understands me. Steve Nash knows me. I, and that's what he's going to lean more towards. He's not going to lean Who, towards Who's KD's favorite player? Who, who does KD think is the best player of all time? Michael Jordan. I haven't watched the boardroom. So no, know. no, he said, no, he said. He said like, it on a shoe store. He was like, who the best? He's like, Jordan. Well, my saying is like you got somebody who went hand in hand with Jordan. Like I'm not, and I'm not gonna go that far because it's kind of outlay. Of course, Craig Hodges wouldn't be considered, but that's the problem, right? It's even Craig Hodges wouldn't be considered. So I'm saying the the issue I take is not only on Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Brooklynets. I get it. We can couch it in a position of where it's unique and it's this one liar. My thing is the whole thing is a problem because not only that, it's like you do. We're doing all this promotion with Black Lives Matter. We got names in the back, and we like, oh yeah, by the way, he got the next job. It's like. It just kind of, it just, it's, it, it jars your reality, which you thought you came to a certain place. We, these folks took a day off because folks getting shot in the back. Like, it's just like everything involved. You go, hey, by the way, Steve Nash got a job. And then he gets to say, yeah, I skip to the front of the line. It's kind of like, where, where's the sincerity? Where are we going to be sincere about whatever it is? Because if, if it's a small problem, it's a big problem. And that's, I mean, I, I know I'm not going to win this fight or this, I'm not supposed to discussion about it. And I'm not trying to sway anyone. It's just the perception I have is like, it's all messed up. And so it just feels like foolhardy or callous when you just, like, if you can block the trade to Chris Paul to L.A. because it's too much, you can say, whoa, 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 maybe not now for Steve Nash in the situation. Or at least, let this, like, do something better politically. It just looks... So what, so what you going to force them to pick a black coach? <laughs> I mean, it's like, what would be the ills of that? Like, I don't, like, it said, you said it as if it's like it's a bad thing. Because the because the goal is to win the title, and if you force it, and then your Again, two best players don't win. coach, but then what? I'm sorry, Coach Joe. But what, what you're saying is, if there would be so, the, it's it's as if Steve Nash is the only human on the planet who would have the wherewithal to connect these players and give them somebody a game. And I just can't sit okay, here. So here we go. Here we go. So let, let's think about what these two players have done. Kyrie, after winning a title, forced his way out of Cleveland with the best player in LeBron, LeBron James, the goat that you got behind you. He forced his yeah. way out. He, yeah. he forced his way out because Cleveland tried to uh, trade him that off off season. So like, like y'all put me on the block, and, uh, I'm gonna I'm leave. He anyway. had a black coach, and he had the best player in the arguably the best player in the world at the time. He forced his way out of that. <laughs> KD played on the best team, in the, that we all agreed won two finals, MVPs, two finals. The only reason he didn't win the third was not because he went down, because Clay went down, and he still left. And you're telling me that. We should force them to play for a coach that they don't want. That's what you're telling me. When they no, just, I'm not, say, I'm not saying select a coach they don't want. What I'm saying is maybe widening net to say like, hey, is it a black coach you would like by chance? Like, like it's as if it's as if they if you put them in a room, they're gonna go come up with Steve Nash's name. And I'm saying they might come up with other folks' names, but those names wouldn't be picked because it's 
you don't have the gloss of it's going to work because of Steve Nash. That's all I'm saying. But see, I feel like they went with the list of names and they picked Steve Nash. And but where, that, do we, like, where are you getting that from? I'm not, I'm just saying, like, because when I'm reading, I'm not really getting that. They, I'm getting that Meyer said, this is a good idea. Hey, you got it. Yeah, all right, cool. You can fuck with it. I'm not getting that it was like their idea to do Myers, this. Because Myers works for Golden State, unless I'm mistaken. But whoever, whoever, no, Myers in an article that listed that he would be a good pick. Right. Like he's a friend of somebody. Whoever this is, that's the article. I got to go back to it. Golden State. Has Nash, has Nash, like, ever been? Nash has ran the Canadian Basketball League. For the past five years or some shit, the Nash has, has anybody ever said like, "Yeah, Nash, Nash has been interviewing for for all these jobs and he's not getting them or anything like that." Like this is the first I ever heard his name coming up for a head coach. Because he's that's why I think it was the Sean Marks connection. I think Sean Marks handpicked Steve Nash and and then went to Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Like, okay, this is who I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, yeah, but. Who else has the relationship with both of those players that Steve Nash has? That and and, and I think I think that 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 factors in heavy in this because it's like he already has that relationship with them. So Sean, I'm like, okay, I see that. But again, I, but that I'm sorry, cut you off. Sorry, my bad. I right, go ahead. It just, but that's still is it's presented in a way as if there's no other Negroes they interact with who has a link between them. They're in the NBA's family. So it has to be. I'm saying this. I'm sure. That, I'm, you see what I'm saying? It's like. But okay, so Sean Marks, and, and this is something that Stephen Avery like. Okay, I'm not mad at Sean Marks picking Steve Nash. He can pick whoever he wants. Like that's who he picks. So okay, if KD, so does the owners fall back on KD and Kyrie? Like, well, why y'all not pushing for a brother to coach? Because that's, what, that's and that's what I'm saying. It's not like we're, we were viewing it as if there was an equal playing field of the power dynamic in here. There's not an equal footing of power dynamic. Even if they wanted Steve Nash. How not? How not? But them two don't, don't, don't have the power to, re, to, to, uh, to not want Steve Nash to coach? What I'm saying is this. It's easier to sell to the public and to the masses that Steve Nash is a candidate because of his career. If you had, if, if there was a brother who happened to have that same relationship, but didn't have and had the exact like non-coaching route, but we didn't know who he was, he wouldn't even get a shot. I disagree so, with this. No, 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 no. Not with, see again. You're thinking from Kyrie and Katie proposing. I'm saying from the proposal of those in charge and management, they're not going to go the extra step to say, "Man, there's a black candidate." He's like, "Oh, Steve Nash works. He knows them two niggas." It's like to him, it makes sense because it makes sense, and that's the system. It, he thought of someone who looked like him and had a connection with them. So he didn't think of, like, maybe there's somebody else who has a deeper connection. And I'm saying, whatever it is, it, it never goes to that level. If it's someone had a somebody that looks like him, I mean, that we, we would never know. We, are, we can assume that, but we would never know that completely. Oh, he looks like me, so I'm going to pick him. Like, that's my guy. That's like, that's like if I'm the GM and I pick you. I'm not doing it because you look like me. Like, nah, I'm talking to my man. I would because because no, but because here's the thing. Because then you cut off because that's when you cut off the value, the, how valuable we are. And I'm not talking like better than that. What I'm saying is that's an attribute that when it gets times get tight, you might say a colloquialism that makes everybody laugh or garners everybody around because you have that common bond. Like it's a benefit to have someone who looks like you and you work and want to fight for. Like we as we, when you presented that as, as if. 
that's not a benefit to say, yeah, and he happens to be of the same culture. And that's disregarding their relationship that they already have. Hmm? That's disregarding the relationship that they already have, their, their, their relationship of playing together. And you can look at, I, okay, I played with you. I think you might be a good coach. I'm a GM, so do you want to come coach these guys and try to win a championship? Are you coaching I, Myers or are you coaching the players? Huh? Are you coaching Myers or are you coaching the players? No. Who's Myers? Well, whoever said the GM, like who, the GM you put Marks. Sean Marks. Is yeah, Marks. I'm sorry. That's, yeah. Uh, are you uh, coaching him or are you coaching the Negroes on the team? Well, he's played with him. And so who's, he and who's okay. he bringing him to coach? Hmm? And he's bringing him to coach Negroes. I think you could be a good coach. I, I don't think I'm Negroes not saying he could be a good coach, but. I don't think it's just. I'm not saying. Like, I'm Nigga, not, come on. Hey, Luca's the only one that's doing something. Who did they play on the team with? Did they play on the team with white people? Or did they play on the team with, as you said, Negroes? Who are we talking about? Nash. Who did, Na- who did Nash? No, I'm, in the older scenario, he was saying the reason why he might have chose Nash because he played with Nash and he understands how Nash looks, right? right. And I'm saying, but he's not bringing in Nash to coach himself. He's bringing in Nash to no, coach people. And my point is, who did they play on the team? Was there an all-white team in the NBA that I didn't know about? Or did Nash play with other black players? Right. The only well, the reason I raise it is because I'm, I say it's an attribute, is a positive. You get some person of color to connect with. That's all I was saying. My refusal is for that point alone. But, but my thing is like I think you're discrediting the work that people put in, and like you're assuming that because there are black coaches, that the black coaches are putting in the same amount of work with all of these players. And so, hold on, hold on, say it one more time, make sure I'm following. Make sure. So you're saying like, okay, Nash got brought in one, yes, because he he's Mark's homeboy, like the GM, but also mm-hmm. because he's put in the work already with KD and Kyrie, right. He can't go get his homeboy that has no connection with him. Right. Well, what I'm saying is he was able to sell it because he was able to sell it to the masses without his resume because of okay, who he so is and who he looks like. And Brooke, Katie, and Kyrie, Craig Hodges, Craig, they would be like, all right, we'll no, take I'm saying, it. No, so I said that really. That wasn't a fair comparison because of other things. Whoever, but, whoever, whatever black coach, if they don't have that connection with KD and Kyrie, it's not going to work. That's what I'm so, saying. So, but again, you think the only point in the like history of this game who has connected. Yeah, you can't assume it's not going. You can't assume it's not going to work. Like Nash was the only guy to make this work. But why would you? Yeah, make that's what I'm saying. Like, why would you make it harder with two? Why people? do you assume it's harder? Like that's like all the things you're saying is how it's because we have history with these people. KD went to a place that fucking did everything for him and still couldn't find happiness. And you're telling me if you give him a coach that he doesn't want, you're going to assume he's going to figure out how to be happy with the coach? Or is he oh, like I said, well, his prior two coaches weren't black, right? Hmm? Was Ted Pryor coaches black? Who? He never had a black coach. Like, I mean, first, you, first, the same. Right, Ty Lue. So what's your answer for that one? Kyrie had Ty Lue, black coach. You, I was talking about a KD thing. I, I want to really go back on Kyrie. Kyrie just bring up KD's coaches, his previous hmm? two coaches. Just, yes. just to do some housekeeping. So with Scott Brooks, Scott Brooks wasn't chosen for that job. Scott Brooks was assistant on PJ Carlissimo's squad. PJ Carlissimo, he resigned. Mm-hmm. Scott Brooks was the interim coach, and he just took over the next year. He wasn't handpicked for that job. And I mean, just 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 to to provide some context, it wasn't like oh Scott Brooks, we just gonna pick him out out. out no, I'm out. saying, but he got he got but he got a team. With three stars on it, right? Well, no. Him and Westbrook started the same year. His first year as the head coach was Westbrook's r- rookie year. And then Which means the next year. 
they they drafted hard. It wasn't just like okay, Scott Brooks didn't have any experience. He he was a coach. I mean, he, he was coaching since he retired in both the WNBA. Um, yeah, I mean, but that's not that's not that doesn't count. With I'm, I'm just Byron saying, Scott he, said Byron Scott was saying like we get the raggedy build them up projects, but it ain't but the, five the, of them. And, and uh, you compare, but hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick, quote real unquote, quick, a quote, unquote, a raggedy job. But hold on, real quick, but you're comparing the breadth of one to five t jobs, right? There's only five of them to choose from that we get currently. We used to get more back in the day, but right now it's five I mean, jobs. But hold on, oh, let me finish. The the level of from poor to awesome is a lot limited if I have a pool of 25 jobs to pick from. I'm going to get the cream of the crop and the, the reference touch. But you get a bigger, you get a bigger band, huh? I mean, we say five jobs. Is that currently? It's only five black head coaches. That, is that after Alvin Gentry, Alvin Gentry and Nate McMillan got fired, or is that Do you before? want seven to six? Okay, I'll give you seven to six. I don't know. But then, but then we then we go back and look at Mike Brown. We look at Brian Scott having a job. Looking at Paul Silas having a job. Looking at Bernie Bickerstaff having a job. I mean, black coaches. At what? We say five coaches are black. But, but Olu, mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just saying it, it, it historically hasn't been okay. Well, Mike, when Mike Brown got his start, LeBron was on the team. He's a superstar, but he hadn't been to the playoffs yet. Okay, but then Mike Mike Brown got in 2012 got the Lakers job. That was after having experience. I'm just saying, <laughs> what I'm saying, that was after he was number one in the East. <laughs> but I'm just saying here. Historically, it hasn't only been five coaches. That's but then why did we get all the basketball playing jobs then? Again? We have no problem getting the basketball playing jobs. I mean, that, that, that's not an argument of mine that I'm making. But it, as I'm saying, that to me, it's, all, it's tied together, brother. It's tied together. Because you're I'm saying, saying to me that I, I, I five-fifths five really, of the coaching community can connect better with the players. I just want to point – I'm really – I guess this is the issue that I have. I, I, I speak just looking at specific issues, specific situations – Mm -hmm. But Scott Brooks got that Oklahoma City job a year after Seattle moved to the Supersonics moved to Oklahoma and was the Thunder. That wasn't a quote unquote uh, sexy job. That wasn't the job that everybody was clamoring for because it was the, you had Kevin Durant who could score a lot of points, but it wasn't like they were any perennial all stars. And even when Russell Westbrook was drafted, the number four pick. Number three and number four pick, like they looked at it like he wasn't even that good at Oklahoma. I mean, at UCLA, and y'all okay. have him be your point guard. So it's kind of like we look at Scott. And this is just me backtracking to, oh, Scott Brooks got that Oklahoma City job, and we weren't sure if where we say he had three All Stars. No, Russell Westbrook wasn't an All Star until what two, three years into James Harden wasn't an All Star until two years into his tenure in Oklahoma City. So it wasn't like Scott Brooks got a job that was ready-made. No, Scott – and that's why a lot of people, when I'm looking at Scott Brooks, oh, well, he had good players. No, he developed those players. I mean, they were talents, but Russell Westbrook coming to the NBA to be a starting point guard, that, I mean, everybody lambasted Oklahoma. They have no idea what they're doing because okay. – uh, uh, How did he get the job? You said he got the job through P.J. Calissimo, right? Huh? He got a job through PJ Carlos and be on the bench, right? Because he was on the staff. He no was argument there, but what I'm the saying that's but, but 
you don't bring in a coach when it like in the middle of the season. You don't bring in a new coach. You just don't, whether black or white. If I'm not arguing. That's I am not arguing at all. But I'm saying so they that finished re- the season well enough for them. Like okay, we like what you did once. Carly Messo, PJ Carlissimo was gone to where it's like, okay, you can be the coach next year and not necessarily on an interim basis, but I'm sure he had a, a short leash. It wasn't just like, oh, we giving you a multi-year deal and let's, let's run with it, especially when you're, your number one draft pick is an unproven guy that you're going to play at a point guard with. Like, he's not an NBA caliber point guard. I mean, he still got the job. Like he got the job in that conversation. And then I've always been a proponent of Scott Brooks because it's like, oh, where he had Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and James Harden. Like, like them niggas ain't grow when they got in there. Like he, like even he's the Wizards coach now. And again, I guess it has a personal tint to it. But it's like he's not that good at player development. Like bullshit. Like he doesn't have those three players, nah. But but he got two gigs, right? He got two gigs. Mm-hmm. He got two gigs. He got one as an interim, and then he got another one based off of what he did in Oklahoma City. We just said uh, Mike Brown got hired twice. I don't. Mike Brown took a brother to the play. I mean, to the the finals. The the the, the, the guy that you had. Hold on, wait, wait a minute. Wait one second. Look, well, at I'm look at you two guys' background. Like it, it wasn't. He didn't have. You know, what I'm saying. Chop liver that 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 took him. I didn't say, I didn't didn't say that at all. But Paul yes, Silas, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. Did Paul Silas, when Paul Silas was the coach, did they go to the finals? No, they did not. They Paul, were uh, eighth in the East, then they fired uh, Silas, and then they missed the playoffs. <laughs> so Mike Brown, wait, what? LeBron they, missed the playoffs his first year, and then that was it. No, he missed the second year too, by like a game or two. That was the first year, I thought. Because no, Melo was in the first year. Second second year, uh, him and Boozer were making a run, and uh, Paul Silas got fired, and the, the, the season went in the tank. Whoa, well, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because this year, week is kind of unfair. Third year, uh, Mike, Mike Brown was hired, and they won 50 games and went uh, to, to the second round. Mike Brown did this with LeBron and Blase Blah, but – we look at Phil Jackson, and Phil Jackson somehow gets denigrated because he did it with Mike and Scotty, and then Coach. I don't think nobody denigrated anybody. I didn't put no. down Mike. Phil Jackson. Well, he had he had arguably the two greatest players ever. Right. This this isn't what you you've never said that. Wait, I'm saying he's good. I think he's a good coach. I don't... But is he the greatest? I mean, it, 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 huh? like there's been some kind of pushback on Phil Jackson. No. Nah. Guys, Ooh. I mean, this we, 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 we might have to go back in the archives. Look at that. It's kind of, I, I think it's been, I think you, you personally, <laughs> specifically, said something uh-huh. about well, Phil Jackson, he did have these guys, so is he that good? I mean, I really, we really would have to go back. And look I mean, people at that. have always said that. I mean, I, mean, I, I think that's that's the running narrative with Phil Jackson. I don't think outside you- of turkeys. Jab time turkeys. We yeah. it, it's been said as well. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, we we could go back to you know. I think he's a good coach today. I, I, I always thought he was. 
always thought he was a good coach. Text us, write in, and let I, us know, email us, let us know if y'all remember. Because <laughs> I, 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 but man, I do, I, I, I had to admit, I found a, a great appreciation for him after the last dance. Yeah, same here. So my position may have changed because of that, but where I said today is like, he's a good coach. We know. hype Mike Brown up, but it's like, let's not forget that Mike Brown. Oh, did. I'm. Not me. I'm not hyping up Mike Brown. Arguably the greatest. No, 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 no. Don't put that on me. I'm not. No, no. Well, when I said my Mike Brown thing, I was like, he got the other job because of what he just experienced. So that's why he got the the, the other gig. It's because what he had just done. And I'm not saying that's only because he had LeBron. But that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I get it. Fine. Whatever. And he has the job. I mean, and have you his, resume, his resume said that. Like his resume was like, I've done this. But, but that's but for me. He got carried. Why Steve Nash is okay because his playing resume says okay. Playing resume, like, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's fine. I think it's tone deaf. I think it's tone deaf to hire Steve Nash in the middle of a boycott with Negroes playing in the bubble. And I think it's tone deaf. Wait till they get out the bubble at least. I would totally hear you if he, if those if he had any other two top players than those two top players. Like I would just totally think that's how they sell it to us. Well, I think that's us. Okay, we just say we can't just say Negroes because it's Packers playing in there as well. Ain't we, like were two, we were just hyping up. Name we three. were just hyping up. We were just hyping up the Luca is Luca Jovich and the guy we from Miami. We were hyping up two Europeans. Give me, give me a. Get, hold on. Who the two you say? Three Europeans, as a matter of fact. Who the third European? Porzingis. KP, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then okay. we can, we can okay. put a, a fourth European. Um, uh, what's what's my man in, in oh, no, no, I want to say Vucevic. Vucevic for the Raptors, cool. Well, no, cool. no, Vucevic for uh, whoever. Orlando. It doesn't matter. Like we could throw Gasol in there. Yeah, you could throw anybody. We could throw Joe. I mean, every we, we name, every I mean, name you said except for Luca I mean, is not going to be on the branding for marketing it's, it's, campaign it's, to get folks to watch the game. It's basketball. I mean, we understand that we we are the best at, in the sport. I mean, that's just what it is. We're, and we're not sitting here saying that it should be more representation in on the bench or in the front office. But at the same time, we can't be him like it's no no brothers I have have gotten the jobs with I don't no see how we don't how so how do I'm my frustration is we appear to have to see everything, see everything, see everything as it is. But when we get to the NBA, not talking about Steve Nash, just the twenty five to five, it's well you know there's what, a reason. You know what? What did we say? No, no. Because you just said you just said. Well, you know we're the best players, and that's why we get the jobs. Why should we? Why couldn't well, we get the jobs? But I also say <laughs> there should be diversity. Again, okay. Who who are the leading candidates? More diversity. It was Tyloo and who else? Who are the leading candidates? For what? For the next There's job. no candidates for the job. It was in the rumor mill. It was people saying, "Oh, Jason Greg Popovich was named for who job." It's called the smoke. They deceive me. Wait, which job? The Nets didn't say anything. It's that people. That's, okay. Okay. Since Mark Jay, that's, Jackson has been missed. That's what Mark makes Jackson it triggering, being, all that smoke. But, but, but this is what I'm saying. Since Mark Jackson has stopped being the coach of the Warriors, he's been linked to every open job there has been. Yeah. Tied loose since he left, since he... Did what happened to him in Cleveland? Did he, he get fired? fired? What happened? Yes, he, he got fired. fired. He the Lakers' job. Ty Lue, he turned down the Lakers. He turned. That would been his job. And so he'd be like, "Oh, Frank Vogel got the job." No, Ty Lue didn't want the job. 
And as I said, I also think that uh, LeBron put the kibosh on Kidd being the head coach for whatever reason, because they hired Kidd before they hired Fogel. Exactly. And he's one of the highest paid assistants at the same time. So, like, I get it. Again, if you take the Nets job out, I totally agree. That's why I'm more focused on what happens in Chicago. New Orleans. Indiana. New Orleans. Are you sure LeBron didn't make sure he was an assistant? (laughs) They hired. No. Kid got hired first. Before Vogel. Kid had a job before Frank Vogel was named the head head coach. But he wasn't named the head coach. Jimmy Clemens was on that staff. Before Vogel, they forced well, those assistants on Frank Vogel. Yeah, some stuff going on behind the scenes, right? Who? Like Jason Kidd. Yeah, he's trying to be the head coach of the Lakers. He's trying to be the head coach of anybody. Okay, I thought he had some messy stuff going on, but nah. I'm, I'm not never get that. Sam Cassell left the Wizards to go on Doc Rivers' staff. He didn't want to be a head coach. Like, but then we can see and say that, but then we. But then, what's my man in Atlanta name? Lloyd, um... Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd Pierce. But he's got a job. I mean, it, it, that's not... I don't really look at that as a rebuilding product. He's he's given a chance to grow with those guys. I don't think that's necessarily rebuilding. Like, we... We're ready made. The, the, the phrase was ready made. Like, ready... What you gotta do to make what, a ready made meal? What, 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 what guys got ready made teams? Who? So right now, Frank Vogel. But Frank Vogel didn't even get a ready-made team just because. He How got many LeBron black guys are coaching right now? Huh? How many black guys still coaching? Uh, Plenty. Team, right no now. teams that's left. No teams that's left. I don't know. The teams that's one. Left. Who? Doc. Doc. One. How many teams still playing? Four. Well, what? No, I'm sorry. More. It's the quarters, right? So it's eight. No. <laughs> With quarterfinals, technically I mean, quarterfinals. Guys lost it. No. In the rounds, quarterfinals. Two, two series it's, already over. It's four. It's it's five teams still playing. But it's the round of the quarterfinals. In the quarterfinal round, how many black coaches were there? One. Okay. So my question is, of those jobs, what job should should have they gotten? Because you're looking at it now. You're looking at it in revisionist history. Like, go back to when those coaches got those jobs. Because I'm pretty like, none of those coaches are the new. Raptors. Who's new? Yeah, the way. So, again, we go back to this. You believe that everybody should have 30 years on the job no matter what if they're black. How long Pops been? Was Nick Nurse on Dwayne Casey's staff? Yeah, and what does Pops been doing? What did Pop? You brought up Pops. Pops had 20-plus years of in the playoffs. The one year what, he doesn't... What I'm saying, he got time to do that. All I'm saying, he got time to do that. And you don't give Dwayne Casey as much time. Wait, who, who got time? Dwayne Casey... First of all, when Pop he didn't got, get time to do he what? Bring he in kept LeBron He's James. doing what they're doing now. He he kept, right, but Dwayne, wait, wait a minute. Dwayne Casey, as soon as he got fired, you know he got another job. He didn't have to wait for another job. That's fine. Why do you get to keep running the right job? Once when he when when he left New Orleans, he went right to Phoenix. Well, no, he took a year off because his wife died, and he went right, right to Phoenix to do what? Coach, head coach. What kind of team? A young and up and coming team. Okay. But so who are the white guys that got these ready made jobs? Nick That's Nurse. What? Nick Nurse was on, on the staff. Oh they no, wait a, minute, wait a 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 minute. Nick Nurse got a ready made championship quality team only because LeBron James left. 
Them, them niggas ran into LeBron James five, three, four straight years. Where? Yeah. And the and playoffs. They ran into him in the playoffs. He got a playoff point, team, Olu. He got a playoff team. But Brian Scott's point was championship ready made teams. teams. How do you get to the championships, Olu? Huh? How do you get to the championship? After, after they traded their best players. Through the playoffs. Oh, I'm saying, wait, wait, wait. First, don't act like it's easier to go from to a championship from a playoff team than from a lottery team to a championship team. All he's saying is their road is easier. They get quote unquote ready made teams. Like, look, you do the right pieces, add a little your season to a touches, you might be able to contend for a championship. You don't have to wait for draft picks, wait for all these dead weights. They traded their best player for a top five player. And that pushed them from a second round to a championship when LeBron James was gone. So let me just ask you this. As, as the president, the vice president, the treasurer of the LeBron James fans club, mm-hmm. if Kawhi Leonard, last year if LeBron James is still in Cleveland, do the Toronto Raptors go to the finals? With a who's injured on the Cleveland team, it doesn't um, matter. Two thousand eighteen team. LeBron James is there. I don't oh, know about that. LeBron, LeBron James is the end all to be all because last year, if he didn't get injured, the Lakers won in the championship. No, 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 no! Don't twist <laughs> up your ass. Don't. What's the what's the problem? Don't have. Dre, what's don't twist up your face. What's the problem? Don't be quiet because if LeBron he got hurt, he got hurt. LeBron James doesn't miss. How many games did he miss last year, Greasy? Twenty games. I think it was eighteen. Too many. If he doesn't miss that, the Lakers win the championship. The three of y'all, let's not do that. <laughs> no one's arguing. No one's, no one's arguing that against that. They no were one, number four. They were number four when he got injured. Yeah, on their way to the championship, they would have knocked KD and them off. Oh, it, 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 it was done. Yeah, it was. So stop it. So we if stop it. We mean stop it. On Cleveland with a comparable team, a comparable team to the Lakers last year. Kawhi and them not making it to the finals. No, what I'm saying it's gonna be like a game seven or what? what? Kawhi and them not making.